played a Madden franchise one time and went, yes, I can switch positions. I remember Tebow. And with what I have to assume is going to be a, a gentleman's like 14 for a catch rating. They're like, I think this is great. Now, there are men who are professional tight ends who have been playing for years. I see that. But guys, Tim Tebow came to me. He said, listen, Johnny Jaguar, I have a great idea for you. I've never done this. Who the fuck is and Johnny I would like Jaguar? to be paid to do this. And the Jaguars were like... Yes. So I'm assuming Johnny Jaguar. Johnny Jaguar is the owner of the Jaguars. Name yes. was Jaguars executive. I I figured all, everyone who owns a like Pat the Patriot, um, you know Isaac Indiana. Actually, no, that'd be more like Isaac Colt, Indiana, Colt. the owner of Colt the Indianapolis Colts. Colts. Colt Colton Colts. Colton Colts. Okay. Stephen Stephen Seahawk. Uh, Freddy 49er. The point is, and I like how you know, either or, um, Tim Tebow's a winner, I just an absolute yeah. winner. All right, sure, yeah, Let's a winner with God. Show. Dude, he was 5'10, but his dick was like, I don't know, 10'7. I keep shaking my head too much, and it's making my butt go crazy. Oh, God. Is that two female crap? Jizzy is short. I will spread for daddy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Garbage Time. I'm James. As usual, I'm joined today by Chris, Drew, and Rob. How are we doing today, guys? What? What, what it do? What, in fact, do it do, gentlemen? What to so do? <laughs> what to do? So this is going to be our draft, probably finale, I guess. Um, this is going to be us talking about the winners, the losers of the draft, who like kind of gets acted upon beyond that, I guess. Um, we're going to start with some news, though. Biggest news, Rob is already alluding to it a bit. Tim Tebow is signed by the Jaguars. Not officially. It is not done. It is not inked. It is not signed. But he's... He's a Jaguar as a tight end. Also, I should add. <laughs> Which is amazing. That's a big part the there. Just huge. Rob, you think this is a fantastic thing. It and I really great. want to hear your, for some reason, I think it's your great. logic behind this. Okay. Well, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a like, so we start kind of seriously, kind of seriously. I want to say before we even start, we have it in the chat. People are saying Tebow and Tebow Mets legend. Game yes. point up. So okay, oh, on like a se- on, on a on a truly serious note, you want to assume somebody's that's what scared. we do is serious. That's that that's we'll 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 start serious and then we'll get into how I really feel. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So you have to assume someone in the Jaguars organization like is capable of scouting out talent. So it's not like Tim Tebow was just kind of like chucking a ball in his hand and walked in and he's like, guys, thoughts, and they're like sure that's <laughs> not doesn't sound like a bad deal at all Tim Tebow was wearing a leatherman and just like hey he just up? rolled in he's like listen guys I he's actually went on the to front of his Mustang in Florida what are your <laughs> yeah. thoughts and they went oh, 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 you're already here come on in um <laughs> but I no I think I think Tim Tebow is going to be amazing I I know yes I'm talking 1,000 yards 12 touchdowns probably a pro bowl nod maybe two right pro bowl they'll probably like usher him in grandfather him as a quarterback as well like a little asterisk like he can do both he's the ultimate two-way athlete it's the Shohei Atani of football you know trick play Tim Tebow no no Tim Tebow all right Tim Tebow get out of here Taysom Hill 
Once don't again. even know who that is. Tim Tim Tebow. Tim All Tebow. Right? Tim Tebow. He's the I'm only T that exists in the NFL. His his Madden rating probably won't be under 96 after the first week. It's just like this is like lean right into that. Um, but no, I mean, if okay, if you're a 33 year old man and you're convincing an organization like, hey, listen, I've been away from the game for a couple of years, swung a bat for a, couple a while, of years didn't really go well either. Do you have what like? Do you, you have Rob, a, what? Stop! What year do you fucking think it is that Tim Tebow's been away from football for a couple? Well, of years? I thought the last. I think he was on like the Philly practice squad back in 2015. That's six six years ago. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but the point is, he had to be good enough for the Jaguars to say go for it. Like, if he was really as bad as we think, they would have been like, "Nah, dog, we're good." Like, and it's it's not like signing Tim Tebow is other other than the headline for the week that it is is going to usher in ticket sales. No one's rushing to Jacksonville to be like, oh my god, guys, Tim Tebow is here. <laughs> no, it's so they gotta <laughs> believe they think he can do something with the ball. That being think, said, okay, go ahead. That being said, he probably really won't start. <laughs> probably doesn't make it out of like uh, training camp. But if he does, Trevor Lawrence will make him a Pro Bowler. They'll probably sign him to a max deal next year. 10 years, probably 300 million guaranteed. <laughs> Just calling it. Ten, three years, 10 million. So guaranteed. can we go into the three scenarios that would possibly happen? Yeah, go for it. Shoot. Because apparently scenario. Rob has laid out the entire pathway for Tim Tebow to be a fucking Hall of Famer. So please, Chris. Oh, did Tebow help tears me. his ACL praying first game. Interesting maneuver is fair. Second scenario. Okay. Tebow goes to catch the ball, whips out a baseball bat, and just smacks the fucking football. I'll I'll support Tim Tebow carrying a baseball. And then turns out this was all waiting for like a baseball scout to be there, and he's like, "See, I can still hit it." And they're like, "Got him." Some guy with a fucking hat and jacket was like, "Yep, that's our guy. That's our man." Pretty much gets like picked up, picked up at the trade deadline for the like the uh, Dodgers. They're like, "This is what I've been going for. I'm ready." (laughs) The Dodgers just heard there was like a little bit of interest in Tim Tebow, and they're like, "We need him now. We we need him." Starting pitcher. I bet he goes to baseball and is a starting pitcher next year. Stop. No, this is just not Rob. I'm putting you on timeout. (laughs) I'm putting you on timeout. That does that does kind of raise a question though. Why didn't he try to? pitch right away <laughs> he was a quarterback and throws left-handed that's like i i yeah. have to assume because throwing a baseball and throwing a football are so fundamentally different he can't throw it like i assume he really doesn't have it i that has to be it because, yeah i mean i mean i don't I, think he can throw 97 well you don't have to throw 97 <laughs> then why are they putting him on the mound then they're not. You're starting you either end. have to have it all, or Open like do our full transition of this being. Wait, do you think there's a? Do you think there's like a fourth scenario? I know we haven't gotten to the third one yet. Where, <laughs> where he just ends I up didn't signing. Even state my third one yet. Right. No, I'm sorry, but like where he signs with the Chicago Fire, and is just like the starting goaltender, and he's like, just Team Tebow's journeyman career is literally through every sport possible. You like in ten remember- years. Did you guys remember that show Dirty Jobs with like Mike Rowe or whatever? Uh, yes. It's, it's going to be that. It's Tim called Tim sporty, just gonna sporty, sporty Jobs. jobs. Like, and it's yeah. just, today, Tim Tebow is a professional polo player. Let's see how he does. And like, he's 45 years old and they like check in next week. And here we see Tebow in rugby doing the, uh, what is it? The new, the New Zealand haka. 
He's just there <laughs> slapping his knees with it, like doing this very choreographed, very, oh very important dance. And we're like, yeah, it's Tebow. That's One episode is an hour of him doing the backstroke. <laughs> we just see One him fly, just fly fishing. Yeah. <laughs> he plays the horse in polo and in um, horse racing. Chris, give us scenario three, though, for the love of fucking God. Well, I want to change scenario three now. So God damn it. we might have five. All right. Scenario, so scenario three. three I love Rob's idea. Five. He catches okay. his first touchdown, goes Kobe, throws the ball through the pipes, and gets signed by the Lakers. So we're going back to Tim Tebow's going to play every fucking sport. <laughs> every sport. I like those scenarios. That's just, that's just a different start to scenario four. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. We can just do 10 scenarios of this. But again, this is why I think Tim Tebow's a winner, right? Because we're not discussing, does he have the skill for these sports? Is he capable? No, it's just, he's already signed. We're trying to figure out just what he's playing. That's how gifted Tim Tebow is. He is an enigma. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah. He's a washed-up athlete who somehow got a one-year deal. That's what Tim Tebow um, You mean a unrealized potential GOAT who just signed a one-year deal to become the GOAT? The greatest no, of all Tebows. It is goated. <laughs> he will be the GOAT. There it is. Greatest of all Tebows. Fuck me. GOAT. God damn it. Drew, say something, please, for the love of fucking God. I got nothing to follow that up, man. Come how on, do you man. how do you even tail that? I mean, we have two more bits of fucking news, and it's yeah. Eric Fisher and Carrion Johnson. Okay, Martin cool. Johnson. All right, I have yeah. another scenario. <laughs> scenario ah. six, right on. Fine. Scenario, scenario six. Scenario six. They change the NFL rules, so the Jaguars get to play with two footballs. So Tim Tebow and Trevor Lawrence line up at the Shout line and both yes. throw. Yes. Uh, I have to look up this dude's name, but uh, Connor from Real Talk, it's a pretty shitty channel. Probably shouldn't check it out. Um, just pointed out that uh, Washington signed a, a tight end who has never played football before. The basketball player. Oh, my God. Yeah, the basketball player guy. He played like basketball overseas somewhere and then ended up as a tight end. He's big enough. I mean, it makes sense. That's not something that hasn't been done before plenty of players have transitioned from basketball to playing tight ends uh, all that talk for <laughs> how good of a tight end lebron james would make if he could take a hit oh, um, he couldn't take a hit that's what i'm saying but yeah like basketball players in general would probably make very good tight ends so some of them yeah yeah sure. wait what was it um because we, we know that Jimmy Graham had a really good basketball career before he chose being a tight end. And yeah, and it's it's widely known that Allen Iverson was a potential 15-time Pro Bowl or tight end, um, but he ended up choosing <laughs> basketball. So, Well, it all goes back to why the longest yard is the best football movie. Yes. I'm not That's sure how that place. ties in, but yes. Yeah, I'm definitely interested there's to like see where this goes. 17 basketball players. Adam that's Sandler true. That's team. true. Adam Adam Sandler had to win a basketball game to get them all to join the football team. That's what happened. That was game. so. If you look in the Adam Sandler cinematic universe or the Ace Asku, um, the Asku, the Asku. <laughs> that's amazing. At the end of Grown Ups, Adam Sandler becomes a football star. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's all. It all ties together in the Asku. You'd have to watch. In the Asku. It's all right. Like, okay, don't you think like Zion Williamson would make a phenomenal tight end? Like, he'd be a beast. Yeah, he's fucking thick and he's fast. 
Yeah. Exactly. He is Tim Tebow. Like, don't you see how that all works? It all comes no. back to Tim Tebow. No. Rob, goddamn it. No. That's why this entire draft was a bust because nobody traded away to get Tebow. No one was like, yo, Jaguar signed him. Let me give up my first. Let me get Tebow. No one. Even, he wasn't signed. In that they draft. predicted. Somebody they went did. to a fucking Jerry Jones went mm-hmm. to a goddamn like carrot card reader and they flipped it over and it was a tim tebow card and he's like i need yes. i need to trade for him right now dude could you imagine how powerful the cowboys would be if dak prescott snaps it to a wide open tim tebow 80 yards into the end zone and they score a touchdown to lose 45 7 in the fourth quarter <laughs> like that would be amazing <laughs> that's all you is, can ask though, for. we don't even know if tebow can run 45 yards yet it is confirmed that he can actually run twice as much yes, yes. 90 90 yards 90 whole yards for him Yes. Yeah, he decided to do a 90-yard dash. Spoiler, what they, what they are gonna, What they are going to have trouble with is making sure he stops running as if he's running on a baseball diamond, so he's going to like do all these angles to come back to the center. They're like, no, no, Tim, Tim, the center's not home plate. You got to go straight. You got to go straight. And Tim's like, oh, I got you. And then runs Middle of the game, Tebow just says, all right, two outs. Let's get it, two <laughs> outs. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. He's just going to run half of his route and then like veer off onto the sideline like he's <laughs> – Running off of first base, <laughs> offsides every play because he's getting a lead. <laughs> damn it. What do you mean I can't do that? And he's stealing. <laughs> Tim Tebow sets a record for the most offsides penalties. God damn it! All right. Oh my god, what a what an incredibly long roundabout way of just admitting Tim Tebow's a winner. I will never admit Tim Tebow's a winner. It's either. James, two things stands to reason. Either you think Tim Tebow's a winner or you hate the Cleveland Browns. It's one of the two. You, you, you have to like, which one is like, that, that's it. You either, you, if you hate the Cleveland Browns, you think Tim Tebow's a winner. If you like the, no, wait, that's worked in the reverse. Fuck. Nailed it. Yeah. Fuck Nailed you. It. Reverse yeah. psychology. Fuck. I didn't do Eat. shit. Um, I want Tim Tebow traded to the Browns. 34-year-old tight end. Heard it here. Baker that's Mayfield. What, that's what we need is another tight end slash receiving option. So the Browns get rid of Miles Garrett and Clowney. Yes. Yes. With and Chubb and Landry. <laughs> then they relegate the Baker. Then they starting then 22. They, then they Tebow. relegate Baker to second string cornerback. And they're like, now we can get Tim Tebow. We've created the cap space. Max deal. Tim <laughs> Tebow. Let's go. How is he a second string corner? Um, I don't know. We have so many. Yeah. Baker's including one. the one we just drafted in the first Notice round. Notice how all of Baker's commercials are like protect this house. It's because he's been slowly hinting at a transition to defense. Can you imagine like how terrifying it would be like Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, like rolling out of the pocket and itty bitty Baker Mayfield just running like a little linebacker trying to tackle him. Just bounces he just off. He jumps ben. on his back and holds on. <laughs> real, like yeah. <laughs> real quick before we get into winners and losers, because for some fucking, at some point we got to transition this. Who would win? A team of 11 Ben Roethlisberger's on defense or a team of 11 Baker Mayfield's on offense? 11 Baker Mayfield's on offense. 100%. Well, it depends. How fat are the Ben Roethlisberger's? If you line them up in one line and they just keep eating, they'd end up being the size of the field at some if point. You, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. There's age there. I don't think I would take 11 Ben Roethlisberger's over 11 Baker Mayfield's. I don't care who it the, is. But. At least six of the Ben Roethlisberger's are going to run six steps and break a leg. I know, yeah. yeah. Well, the entire who front is, line who is, is going to shatter their femurs. How many is, Motel 8s the are in the area? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's the real thing you got to worry about is how many motels are in here and <laughs> in, in Ben Roethlisberger's proximity. And whether or not you've told Baker that it's his stadium or not, because all 11 would get distracted being like, crap, have we like done maintenance today? So none of them are paying attention. One's like, I got to mow the lawn. Dang it. The other one's like, guys, I got to go groceries. Let's go. So none of them are focused. <laughs> the uprights are crooked. God damn it. Guys, it's about to rain. We have to cover the seats. Let's go. <laughs> probably my favorite of the Baker Mayfield, because they, they're all they're all great. The best one is when he's putting the towel on the chair. He's like, it's going to rain. Come on. And he's like going one by one. And like the maintenance guy's like, you're out of your mind, brother. In, in the chat right now, Connor, once again from Real Talk, don't check out their channel. They suck. Um, says Ben only beats up women. Baker would win. <laughs> More valid reasoning. You know, you hate Unless the logic, but it's there. It's, it's your shit good logic. Yep. All right. So winners and losers. Jesus Christ. I'm glad news just got fucking dissolved into nothing because of tim tebow Shout real out quick Rob. james real god quick damn it tim tebow is not a seventh the scenario eric if you say there's a the seventh goddamn scenario i'm blowing my brains out live eric fish is on the colts now and carry on johnson just got signed by the eagles to be their eighth string running back let's move on oh thanks so jordan howard's getting cut there's another update there we um go. so tying into that some losers i have listed here kenneth gainwell and miles sanders like i was really excited to see them actually pair up but now you add Gary on Johnson into it. So I don't know what they're going to do. They have three really good running backs and I don't know what way they go with that. Wait, Great. where are you getting comments from? Instagram. Oh, <laughs> on the YouTube live. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm the only person that commented. No, it's, it's Instagram. I'm live right now too, except it's just me and they can hear you guys. So it's weird, but I keep looking at it because love y'all. Um, so besides that only note on that is RB committees are fucking shit. I hate it. Another one. Sorry, Connor. Kadarius Tony to the giants. And this is not a thing about me thinking he's a bust. There's just too many mouths to feed for me to put any kind of investment into Kadarius Tony. Agreed. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad once again, we're on the same page guys. Um, Another, oh, fucking the biggest one. The biggest one out of all this. (laughs) The biggest fucking collapse and the biggest, arguably the biggest reach of the draft was the Jaguars going for Travis Etienne over keeping James Robinson. What the fuck? How how do you justify that, Drew, as Urban Meyer? Uh, I personally, from my point of view, cannot. Um other than the fact that it, you're trying to appease Trevor Lawrence, I guess, from the second he walks in the door. But you have an undrafted rookie free agent that you signed and had an absolute breakout season. Yeah. If that doesn't scream momentum and, like, just a guy you want on your team who pushed through that adversity and got there, and now you have a number one pick who has always been the guy and it just kind of – I don't know. I loved James Robinson. I loved what he was able to do, especially on that team. He really breathed life into that offense last year. And to just be like, yeah, thanks, dude, but fuck off is really, really not a great way to do business and really changes my mind on the whole Jaguars changing cultures kind of deal. Because it, it really makes no sense. I'd be pissed if I was James Robinson. There goes fucking a majority of my carries. I was going to say half, but I'll say 75%. Yeah. And even more on top of that, point it out again in the comments here. But they're saying, or 
Urban Meyer came out and said, no, Travis Etienne's our third down back. No human in, or no NFL fan, I guess. No, human. no human, no human. No, you don't care if you fucking watch football. You know that Travis Etienne is not your third down back. He is an all down back. He's a workhorse. Oh, uh, Tebow, are. 100% agree. I, I don't, I don't want to talk to you. I just, I think the problem with, with having a workhorse back when you have Tim Tebow is. God damn it. It's just, it, it's, it's just an empty roster spot. Rob, for yeah, the love of talk to fucking me. God. Yeah. So on that point, again, point it out in here in the comments. We're going to be integrating that live right now. Urban Meyer does no offenses very well. That's his bread and butter. He's done that at Florida. He did it at Ohio State. He's done it through his entire career. And I thought he was going to do it at USC, but that's a whole other fucking show, a whole other story, a whole other topic. So he could have something cooking here, but either way, I'm not going near fucking James Robinson at all. And anybody who had dynasty investment in James Robinson, sorry, it's dead. I also think that just by the nature of kind of who knows the fuck is going on down there with so many new pieces and new ideas and thoughts circulating through that team and that offense, I wouldn't even touch, touch Travis Etienne. I don't think that, he's necessarily guaranteed to be the guy. I think they're going to try and make him the guy, but who knows? There's one running back on that team that's had legitimate NFL success and it's not Travis Etienne. So fair, but you also don't draft a running back in the first round. If you're not going to use them. No, that's why, that's why I said, I'm, they're going to try to make him the guy. They're going to try to have him out there as much as possible. But again, he's unproven. We don't know how he's going to be health-wise. We don't know how he's going to be adjusting to the speed of the game at this level. I'm sure he'll be fine, but it's still a question mark. And James Robinson is still a very good running back that could take his carries back over in a heartbeat if Urban Meyer doesn't like what he sees over the first couple of weeks. I mean, yeah, either way, injury, whatever. I guess you have two solid running backs, but I feel like it's the same thing with quarterbacks. You have two quarterbacks, you don't have any quarterbacks, right? Well, I don't. I don't see it the same way, but you can say that if you want. I don't know. I feel like in this case, it's a little bit different, but yeah. Is Minshew still with the Jaguars? For now, yes. Minshew has not been moved. He is just sitting there dying. So Trevor yeah. Lawrence doesn't even play this year. Oh, God. You guys see that statistic where God damn it. where if Trevor Lawrence like has never apparently lost it like a regular season yep. game in his, yeah, in his high school mm-hmm. and or collegiate career. And then you go 0 and 17. That's which hurt. I think that's why the Jaguars signed Tim Tebow. Is they saw that post, they're like, if we get Tim Tebow, 17 and 0, baby. <laughs> Tebow's right brain on the sideline. If the Jaguars were to fucking Super Bowl with Tim Tebow, <laughs> if okay, I'm, I'm done if, watching football. James, if the Jaguars win a Super Bowl with Tim Tebow, I want you to get a tattoo that says G O A T, greatest of all Tebows, right on your arm. I just that's the only thing that I feel is deserving. Deal. I'll lock that in. Bet. I can't believe I've agreed to that, but yeah, there we go. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Baby Gronk, Pat Frymouth, buried in Pittsburgh. I don't like that one either. I put an investment in him already because I don't like Eric Ebron a lot, but Eric Ebron is still the lead tight end there, and that's not going to change. As much as I like him, as much as Frymouth has a fucking high ceiling, it's still Eric Ebron. 
I'm not oh, sure Ben Roethlisberger can spread the field that well. Eric Eric Ebron's kind of like quietly a really good player. Sometimes. Uh, he's inconsistent as all hell, which is oh. going to open a door at some point for Frymouth to at least show them what they can do, what he can do. So, I think we expect so much from tight ends now, though, too, because we've had – we've seen people like Gronk and, I mean – Kittle, 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 you know, Kelsey. it's so to the point where Rob, like, I swear to God, Ebron does put up stats either. and he's not yeah. horrible I'm at cool. his position, cool. but we just expect so high now. Yeah, I think that's the hard thing about a tight end coming into the league. You're right, is that their expectations are put so high to be like these upper echelon guys. And it's like if Mar- like Mark Andrews hasn't quite lived up to that, but he kind of did. So it's like, oh, is Mark Andrews good? And it's like Mark Andrews is a good tight end. He's a really good tight end. Any team would be happy to have Mark Andrews. But from a perspective of a fan, it's like, man, well, I don't know. Exactly. Because it's not, you know, 2008 anymore where your tight ends are solely for blocking and catching those short routes. Now tight ends can do things that you're kind of unheard of back Mm -hmm. in the day. What were you going to say, Drew? I was just saying Mark Andrews has also had to deal with the inconsistency again of Lamar Jackson. So Fair. It's it goes both ways. It's not just the tight end that someone has to get the ball to him. So jugs I, machine, put out a jugs. Yeah, Tim Tebow never has to lose a game if you just put a jugs machine out there. I don't think Tim Tebow can lose a game as a tight end. I mean, right now he hasn't lost a game as a tight end. That's a statistic I can ride on. <laughs> he is technically in contention for best of all time right now, and or best of the year. Well, so am I. Yeah, aren't we all? Gonna say, all? I'm technically undefeated. Yeah, no, we're all guys. We're all guys. We're in rarefied air. We're in the same conversation as Tim Tebow about being tight end perennial goat. What a time to be alive! Uh, this just I'm, in. I'm receiving a text Rob from James. You're fired. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. It's the quickest okay. firing we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, get ready for constant. Like, no. And I, you know what? I will make this promise to you right now. All right. I will be following Tim Tebow very, his career very closely this season. So expect. It's not going to go that long. He's not going to make the final roster. I'm, I bet he makes. So we, we've already all agreed. He's definitely a pro bowler. The question is uh, <laughs> on the practice squad pro bowler. Um, yeah, for sure. And then definitely like probably Super Bowl champion, MVP, probably a couple of other awards. I don't know. I just, I don't see where this hate is coming from guys. He's had a very successful quarterback career, you know, played a little baseball, swung the bat a little bit. Now he's playing football again. So good. He's Michael Jordan of football. And Michael Jordan's the goat. I mean, so that just by default makes Tim Tebow the goat. I'm, well, I, he's I'm more done. like Bo Jackson, I guess. I was going to say, wouldn't Bo Jackson be the Michael <laughs> Jordan football? Wait a minute. He actually was successful in both sports. Oh, my God. I hate every single person. Not just here. Just you. like this conversation has made me hate humanity as a whole. Oh, not you, baby. I love you. Nailed it. All right. Uh, last nailed it. 
Nailed Last it. on the um on the losers is my man Hunter Long, who is basically just a blocking tight end now. Fantasy wise, you're not worth shit, Hunter. I'm sorry. Mike. Oh my god, I forgot those. this was about fantasy. Oh wow. All right, my bad. My bad. Sorry, guys. I I see this now. That's on me. That's on me. But this opens up a whole new avenue. Continue, James. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> Damn it, Rob. That's, that's my bad, guys. Friend to friend. It's my bad. Should we rename this to Drunken Disorderly? I mean, I think at this point it is just drunken fucking disorderly. Rob didn't, Rob didn't know the fucking topic we were talking about well, this no, entire I mean, time. It, it makes a lot of sense now that, you know, I'm kind of looking at the prompt you guys had here in the notes. Hey, no, granted, I did get the notes like four seconds before we, we went on. Credit where credit's due here. I did only just recently find out about this. And you Drew added looks, eight paragraphs at him. Drew looks pissed. Drew is like, I'm so done with this dude. Like, I hate him already. <laughs> so I'm just going you know, to gonna stay quiet till we get to the Mac Jones. Anyway, let's get into some winners, boys. How about that? For the love of fucking God. Ready. My man, Amon Ross St. Brown, who Drew, I want him to go to the Packers, ends up in the same division, goes to the to, to, Jesus goes to the Lions. I don't know why I had such a hard time with that. And I love it. Before this, they had no one. They were dealing with like an expansion team worth of wide receivers. And now they have him, they have Hawk, and they have Swift and Jamal. But like from a receiving perspective, (laughs) and Jared Goff (laughs) might as well trade for Tim Tebow. Are you basically canceling that all out? I I don't I don't hate Jared Goff as much as everyone else gives Jared Goff no, flack. Jared Goff's not a bad quarterback. If I'm not it, saying he is. It comes down in Detroit. To, I think it, it's a different story. It comes down to keeping him upright. If they can protect him, <laughs> he will be able to make the throws. Jared Goff, you can't have sex anymore. <laughs> no more laying down for Jared Goff. He has to sleep. All eyes open all the time. <laughs> I mean, he's in Detroit. He has to sleep with his eyes open anyways. But yeah, he's sleeping in a bathtub regardless. It's Detroit. <laughs> he's sleeping in an old abandoned GM building. Nice. It's a luxury mansion, Chris. All right. That's what the realtor sold it to him as. Anyways, <laughs> if you can protect him, if he's not getting demolished every play, which I'm sure he will be. I don't think that they're going to have the ability to do this, but. If they find a way to let him throw the football, he's got the weapons and he's got the talent to do it. So Detroit's offensive line, this is on you at this point. You got to step up this year because the pieces are there. Defense still needs work, but they can compete on offense again if that protection still holds. It's a, it's a big if, but it's, I mean, there's a lot of potential that they could actually make a splash this year. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they will because they have two games against the Packers who are still waiting to hear what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Well, the two games against the Packers may not be guaranteed losses. I know. I also, yeah. So write those up as question marks. Rob, what were you going to say? I also, and this is kind of something I've thought about for a while and which is why I'm, you know, very much in Jared Goff's corner. I don't fully understand what devolved in the Rams between the relationship there. Um, he's a good, he's a good quarterback. And I, and I will forever say that Matt Stafford was the downgrade. And this isn't even a joke about my views on Matt Stafford. I think they downgraded. I think they downgraded from, you know, 
a quarterback who was a little bit younger and could pretty much have the same skill set as Matt Stafford. So yeah, I think fantasy wise, uh, the Detroit Lions are going to have like a really fun offense. I mean, that is an asterisk every year. Everyone talks about Detroit always being capable, right? This is their year. And I have yet to see it fully click. So let's put a little asterisk on that in my end. Um, but I think that can be a really fun offense. I'll say the only safe piece I'd feel like I love Amon Ra. Um, the only safe piece I would feel very confident, confident in drafting is DeAndre Swift in this. Yeah. I think like check down wise, get out of the pocket wise. He's there rushing. He's going to get you the most points. And that's not even a question. That's not a debate. That's it's DeAndre Swift. Yeah. That's what they're going to work their offense off of is his abilities. And they're going to rely a lot on that to again, help protect Jared Goff and, not rely so much on the straight skill and, you know, abilities of their offensive line, but mix it up with the play calling, keep the defense off guard. That's going to play a key role in the success of this offense this year. But it also that to that, to the opposite of that, it can't be the only way that they go. Cause if they're going to be that one dimensional, then we're going to have a different conversation. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. They're going to work their offense off of DeAndre Swift being kind of the centerpiece, the focus of it. But mm. again, they, they have a capable offense otherwise, and they're, they're going to use that. But keeping DeAndre Swift consistent and in the mix is going to go a long way towards opening up the passing game and protections for Jericho. Agreed. Yeah. So next on my list, I have Trey Lance, quarterback. He, I, I, I don't expect Jimmy to fully start. I don't think he's going to get moved yet. Um, but I think Trey Lance is in the best position out of any of these players. Debatable, debatable with Justin Fields just because of like a questionable line in Chicago. But the 49ers have been to a bowl recently. They're ready to go back. They need that person under center. We have talked about that at length. Yeah. And it is very, very, very rare that a team that's been to the Super Bowl in the last two years, three years, and still has that main core of that team there to be drafting a quarterback this high, that never happens. First-round quarterbacks usually don't end up going to teams that are in a, as good a position as the 49ers are if they can stay healthy. No, like, oh, I, I know. It's crazy. Plus, I, I think, think... – Oh, yeah. yeah, go for it. No, go, hey, Rob. You're not allowed to talk anymore, Chris. What do you got? Uh-huh. Chris, what do you have? <laughs> God damn it, Chris. I was waiting for... All right. So I, I think not the 49ers... Chris's turn. God damn it. Biggest weakness, and it comes back from their bowl season, and it's been the way for two, three years now, is an injury bug. And they cannot stay healthy, and that's the biggest thing that's holding them back. So are they contenders? 100%. But it all depends on that whole team playing, staying healthy. And once so maybe again, fresh legs with Lance comes in and helps, but I don't know. I don't know, but it, I, I really don't know where the injuries even came from last year. They just kept like we once oh, you, again talked about it. Like MetLife Stadium's turf. Ah, that's why huh. they played there two weeks in a row. <laughs> they did actually. I forgot about that. They're the back to back. I remember like me being worried about that because the Browns had the same situation right before the playoffs. And, and guess Instead. what? They didn't get torn up. <laughs> No, instead we lost to the Jets, which is somehow worse. Yeah, <laughs> you can't lie about that. That's after no. they investigated the turf, though. 
they did which is like weird that at one point they had to be like we have we got to look into this hold on and they said it was fine which is weird so even weirder there's a lot of there's a lot of suspect things going on in MetLife. Well, I'd like to see because the Bills got hurt on that field too. Uh, how many players got hurt on that field last year? Chris, you try to find that. I'm going to keep moving on with the notes. I want to experience this. How bad can turf possibly be that like half of your team is getting injured as a result of? Well, do you remember two years ago? I think it was like. I forget who was the defensive back that like the turf like came up like a carpet, like like rolled uh, up. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, but like for it to be happening to like a whole bunch of players all at the same time, like how bad can that turf possibly be? Apparently awful because <laughs> ACLs, yeah. LCLs, MCLs. Yeah, that's what's amazing MCL. is we've upgraded what? to turf. The Raiders used to play on a fucking baseball field. So did the yeah. Dolphins. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, half your half the game's on dirt. I do just really quickly want to bring it back to uh, Trey Lance. Just something I've thought about as as far as as far as like a winner goes. You're gonna have George Kittle as your tight end. I mean, that's that's a very nice safety blanket. You're coming into a super well-rounded team, uh, one of the best offensive-minded head head coaches, into a a 49er fan base that's pretty forgiving that is pumped. They're hyped. They're, they're definitely not a fan base that has been told their team's in a rebuilding phase. So everyone is just such a great environment for a rookie quarterback to come in. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised that even if Jimmy G was doing okay, they just, they just put like a, a, a rush process on Trey Lance. Like, yeah, let's get you started right now. Cause I think you could definitely be kind of looking in with that comfort of like your team will get you there, dude. Like you don't have to do as much to get ready for the real, you know, for the, for the big game as other players do your team will carry you so you can make some mistakes your team will you know pick that up for you so i think as far as fantasy wise he could he could see some really cool play i think trey lance needs to be the day one starter i i don't think you draft a quarterback at number three overall just to have him sit for any length of time i think you need to move jimmy g or keep him as a backup one an expensive backup but whatever you want to do but trey lance needs to be out there starting games week one i i tend to agree with you drew I'm not going to lie. I think it's not going to happen because that just diminishes Jimmy G's value. It's like, oh, well, why would we trade a first or second round pick exactly. guy as a backup? Yeah. John Lynch is smarter than that. Kyle Shanahan's smarter than that. It still could happen. Well, that's the only reason I think Jimmy will be the starter is because the minute he sits, his value just drops. So they either deal him before – the season actually starts or I, they lose a lot of value on them. And we'll see. I mean, it's, it's all sitting there waiting. I don't know who would actually go and reach for him at this point. I mean, it would have been what the Texans swapping now yeah, what do they have to give. Yeah. James, I, I think you're right. I mean, if, if, if there was going to be movement on Jimmy G after the draft, it really would have happened by now. Or if there was even talks about it with the Niners getting the third pick, it would have happened by now. I don't, I don't think if, if he does get traded, it's probably going to be to a team whose starter goes down is going to need some kind of replacement and then they can reach out. But I don't, I don't think anyone's going to be calling the Niners specifically asking for Jimmy G. I think you forget that we're in that weird area of league year where it's the very end of last league year and we haven't really gotten into the new contract years. So they may be waiting for that to roll over to reduce the cap. And I'm not sure what his contract looks like for the next this year into next year 
but that could always play a factor in that this weird period of time. Where I know that's probably playing a factor in Aaron Rodgers' discussions too, but um, just another extra piece to look at. Chris, what were you going to say? I think the only team really is Houston that would take a bite. And I think that Houston is honestly lost. They have no clue whether Watson will play this year. I, I mean, it depends on multiple legal battles and whatnot. And it's, it's like, I don't think that's even a question. I don't, <laughs> I don't think Deshaun it shouldn't Watson be playing. a question. I don't I think, think he Watson's, is, but even if, which he should not be, he is allowed to play. I don't think he'll be playing for the Texans. I think he will refuse to wear a Texans uniform on an NFL field. Again. So I think that they need to consider that loss. Cause. No, I completely agree with that. But I think the Texans are trying to do that thing where they hold on and almost not force them, but, you know, keep them there. And I think they're just lost. I think Garoppolo is their only option to get another starter in there, but. I mean, then you're just stacking two injured guys in Houston. We'll see. It's exactly what you're doing. I mean, anyway, or injury prone, not injury. Like, yeah, I know we've said this before. At some point, Houston really just has to bite the fucking bullet and say, that's enough Band-Aids on this poor, tattered organization. Blow it up. Blow it up and start the fuck over, man. It needs to happen. <laughs> At this point, the Houston Texans are like some dude who's taking a full like minigun like, set to his body. And they just like, here's a band-aid. It's like <laughs> it's just torn to shit. It's like, dang. He has one band-aid. On yeah, one Hello Kitty band-aid right above the heart to help you out. There you go, buddy. You'll, you'll be fine. You go pat him on the head, call it a day. Bye. <laughs> All right. Let's talk Kyle Pitts, because he was the biggest story of like where he's gonna go. He could fall, he could slip. Ends up in Atlanta, ends up with Arthur Smith. Ends up with Matt Ryan, ends up in this lethal offense, and I fucking love it. I think it's so good, especially seeing what he did with Jonu um, in Tennessee. Kyle Pitts could be a fucking, like, put, he could be putting up receiver yards as a tight end. Yeah, Granted. I, I want to quickly rescind. I did not think that he was a player that was going to be drafted by them. I was like, oh, it's probably not worth it. I take that all back. He's going to be a certified stud in that offense. Move over Julio Jones. I'm not even kidding you. Like, this is going to be the go-to guy. He's, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, to exaggerate. He's going to be the future of what it means to be a tight end. But this guy is going to be putting up fat numbers. Like, a, a, probably one of the safest rookie fantasy picks you could have this year probably in a really long time um so yeah to anyone who's listening out there is playing fantasy you heard it here kyle pitts pick him don't even care when just have him on your team he's gonna be great 101 kyle pitts yeah and i i he was gonna succeed no matter what team he ended up on no matter who was throwing him the ball but to end up in atlanta with probably the last two years of matt ryan's time there with the offense that they still have with Calvin Ridley, with Julio Jones, man, if they can find some running back consistency, that offense is going to be ridiculous. And Kyle Pitts is going to benefit from every piece of it because you can't cover all those dudes. You just can't do it. And if Matt Ryan has enough time, if their offensive line can recover from the blows that they've taken, losing Alex Mack and all that stuff this year, um, 
if they can keep Matt Ryan protected, then watch out for the Falcons offense, but the defense, who knows? We'll see. Yeah. I mean, the defense still going to be a big old fat question mark, but the offense is settled. I mean, I, I still think they move Julio. If I'm going to be honest, they need but- to. They need to, and I think they can do it. For some reason, it's something weird. They can do it officially June 1st, which well, I'm not that, sure. That's it's... that league year bullshit that I'm talking about. Oh, that's, uh, that's back into the league year. Is that why? Yeah, that's that same deal. Ah. I, mean, I don't know if he has like a no trade clause for a certain amount of time on his contract or what that deal is, but it may be a cap hit thing too, but we're in limbo right now. So probably not going to see many deals until June, July. Probably not, which is unfortunate, but good for us because we'll be right in the middle of, oh, fuck, what do we post season? Um, let's talk, let's talk Alabama. Let's dig into them a little bit. Devonta Smith ends up going to Philly. Love that for him. Um, but Chris, I want to hear what you think. Cause like the big story coming around Devonta Smith was like, Oh, he's 166 pounds. It was 170 pounds. How much do you like put that into consideration when you're looking at him? I mean, it obviously plays into consideration, but I think for him, him especially because he has the speed we're kind of looking at like that i want to compare him to tyler lockett but that's not where i want to go completely but he can jump right at the start and get around now is he gonna be take the balls right up the middle probably not because of his size but if he can get downfield and Philly can actually connect with him and get him open, he can really be an asset there. So, Yeah, and I mean, that's what he is ideally going there for is they needed a true route runner. They got a route runner, right? Mm-hmm. They got their ex guy. Uh, Drew, what do, you, what do you think about this whole thing? Um, I think that a lot of it's going to come down to Jalen Hurts and the quarterback situation. But... I, there's no denying that adding Devonta Smith to your team is an, an upgrade at some point in some fashion. So I think that the key is going to be figuring out the best way to utilize him and making sure that he's not taking hits over the middle of the field from 238 pound linebackers. <laughs> That's not going to end well. Dude. I mean, super, super, super fair. When I, when I think of like talking about undersized or whatever undervalued in the first round, the immediate name, and we just talked about the team, but Calvin Ridley out of Alabama as well was undersized. They were worried about his size. They were worried about his frame and look what he's been able to do in the league as that X receiver. So if you keep him out of the slot, I think you're fine. I think you guys both said it, you know, keep him outside, let him work. And maybe he might have trouble with physical cornerbacks, but he hasn't really had trouble in college with physical press corners. He did fine against JC Horn. So I have faith. I have full faith in Devonta Smith. I would feel very comfortable drafting him in any league. I mean, yeah, again, the only thing that scares me away from having him on my fantasy team would be the, the quarterback situation and not necessarily Jalen Hurts himself, but just the management of that team, because for them to come out and say, yeah, we don't know if Jalen Hurts is our guy after you get rid of Carson Wentz and all that. It's like, wait a minute. What? How do you know? You can't say that. You can't do that. Exactly. That's how it works. So other than that uncertainty, I think that he's going to have a very fruitful career in Philadelphia. They could do some very, very interesting things with him and Jalen Rager. So. It's going to be fun to watch. I think if they, if their offense pans out the way it looks, 
it's going to be fun to actually watch Philly football. Oh, yeah. which we always end up having to see because they fucking play the Cowboys and they play their goddamn games at four o'clock every goddamn time. Jalen, <laughs> Jalen Waddle <laughs> um, ends up in Miami. The biggest thing that like kind of puts up a question mark, a big flashing red light to me. And Rob, I mean, you might have something to say about this too, but Jalen Waddle kind of just feels like a healthy Will Fuller. Like he's a fast guy. He gets open and he can make big plays. Yeah, I think, I think you're, you're totally right. And I, th- I think, I think Waddle also kind of falls under the, the question mark of quarterback play um, <clears throat> where it's, again, you know, we don't know who Tua is. We know it, exactly, is, but we don't. And with, without knowing that I'm, I, I put Waddle in, in the fantasy. I see why he's putting the, like the fantasy winner thing just because big plays are worth points. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, you really need what one catch for like 70 yards and a touchdown. And you do fairly well that week. Right. But um, I think, I think, you know, it's, it's less, and I'm going to say this again, it's less about Waddle's ability, which I think is, which I, th- I think he's fast. I think he's a burner and I think he can make that big play. It's going to be so much less about what he can do and so much more about what you're getting out of Tua in that offense and where you kind of see Waddle lining up and what you're telling Tua to do, you know? So, you know, that's how I feel about that one. No, that, hey, great points. My opinion. You guys have anything different? Running a bit. I, I think that if Will Fuller is available, for the team this year, I think that that's going to be a great pairing of Will Fuller and and um, Waddle. That's going to be amazing, and is going to give Tua a lot of margin for error in his throws because those are two dudes that can catch the ball within a serious radius. Mm-hmm. So, and don't forget, Kasiki's still there. He's got a lot of safety blankets and options, and I think that if everything falls right, Tua could very well improve greatly this year. And everyone on that offense will benefit, obviously. Highly agree, Drew. Um, we're gonna we're gonna crank through a few of these because we're running a bit long. Najee Harris is a no question. He revitalizes the Steelers offense. Yep. I wrote something about that. Stay tuned for that later. Michael Carter, great fit for the Jets, awesome running back, speed. Which, I was catch. gonna say which which Michael Carter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the safety is what we're talking about. This <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That was oh my god. So Michael Carter, I think he's going to be such a stellar fit in New York. I'm excited to see what they end up doing that, especially with this revitalized line. Terrence Marshall Jr., who ended up in the Panthers, could do amazing things filling in that Curtis Samuel role. Deion- I, just, wait, hold on. I just really want to quickly point in just like a little asterisk. Yeah. A lot of these come with quarterback play questions. This Fair. is a huge, like, like, ha- like are the Panthers, are you kidding me? You have no idea. Like, and this is not me criticizing James at all, but like a lot of these rookies are great players who are coming into, well, how does your quarterback do? Which, yes, is a question you ask yourself every year, but I've never seen it so chaotic this year where we've had all those switches at the quarterback position mm-hmm. that, yeah, these guys are studs, but are they the are they are they still going to be in that same capacity if, you know, Sam Darnold can't throw the ball or, you know, they're like the, the team's playing from behind. Like there's so many questions you have to have. So like a lot of these guys are studs, but I have so many questions about their quarterback play. No, absolutely. It's totally fair. Um, so besides the question mark there with Sam Darnold, Terrence Marshall Jr. filling in the Curtis Samuel role, love it. And we're going to another question mark. Deami Brown gets drafted uh, mid-round to the Washington fo- football team. That stretch pairing with Scary Terry, I fucking love. I was well, Deami anyway. That's tough now because they just brought Curtis Samuel in. So he's yeah. Gonna be, he's going to be competing in some capacity. 
in some capacity, but I would expect them to run Curtis through the slot and put Diami on the outside. But for the most part, yeah. But and that's going to be so good. Yeah. Except for the Fitzpatrick issue, and that's who you're deciding to run with. <laughs> well, oh, I mean, he, he'll be, be he'll be he'll be good for those gnarly deep balls, you know. Chris, that's the fucking question of the day, though. Is it Fitzmagic or Fitzpatrick that they're going to get? You don't know. Game by yes. game, it changes. That's what's so crazy about Fitzpatrick is he is incredible, and then he's as inconsistent as it could possibly be. Absolutely. And I think that's going to be tough for the football team. <laughs> no, completely agree. Um. Moving on, again, we're going to go back to the Jets. We're going to talk about Kenny Yaboa out of Ole Miss. I might be wrong about that, but he ended up going to the Jets. He's arguably going to be tight end one because who else do they have? Uh, Herndon, who's been had one good year, and the rest he was injured or suspended. Didn't even have a good year. He had like six good games. Yeah, he had a good pocket of games. So I think Kenny Yaboa could absolutely step in. I wouldn't draft him. I would say keep your eye on him on waiver wires. But he could be a huge pop player. Drew, shout out. Amari Rogers pairing up with Devontae Adams. We have a little bit of time, so let's dive into that a little bit more. Yeah, that I mean, that's going to be sweet. If they find a way to bring Aaron Rodgers back, that pairing of receivers is just going to be deadly. Plus, you still have MVS who can stretch the field too. Man, I as much as I'm on Aaron Rodgers' side and – he was blatantly disrespected more than quarterbacks like Andy Dalton on their brand new team. Anyways, I, I don't think he would be very smart to leave that offense. You're not going to find a better offense that can afford to bring Aaron Rodgers in right now. Honestly. So it goes back to unless, unless things in Seattle deteriorate so bad that they do like a massive quarterback switch. And then that'd be, that'd be kind of gnarly, right? That'd be, that'd be so good. Oh my God. That would be insane. That'd be pretty cool. We haven't actually heard anything out of the Russell Wilson front, but Chris had a point. What's up, Chris. It's, I mean, we talked about this us three, at least at one point, and I have a blog coming out about it soon. So keep your eyes out for that. The Packers situation is the ugliest divorce. And that's exactly where Rogers sits is, yeah, it might be the best situation for him, but do you want to stay in that where you're miserable the whole time, you know? And not that he's miserable the whole time, but it seems like every time the off season comes around, he just hates it. You know, he hates the Packers organization. He's calling GMs clowns to the rest of the team and he's bringing the players into it and the organization's you know taking their side rogers is taking his side so it's it's just a disaster yeah i mean that that's what happens when you have a quarterback like aaron Rodgers, and you trade up and draft jordan love in the first round and don't even mention it to the guy <laughs> exactly that, there's all the, the others yeah up, 100%. there's all the other stuff about how you know, Aaron Rodgers came out and said, dude, Jay Kumaro is going to be a good receiver. I like having him on the team. He's a good guy. What do the Packers do immediately afterwards? Cut Jay Kumaro. And it's like, wait, wait a minute. It's not even that you're not giving him a voice in big decisions and stuff. You're just doing the exact opposite of what he wants all the time. <laughs> I, and this is, a, this is a thought that just popped in my head and I'm just kind of rolling with it. But it's it's so funny to see this this really insane divorce going on. And I, I wonder if Aaron Rodgers looks at it like, 
you know, how can players in the NBA get to just decide where they get to go and their teams will do anything they, they want for them. And my team doesn't. And I wonder if he's trying to, you know, I wonder if he's trying to play that. I mean, he's trying to play like an NBA superstar who's disgruntled with his team. It hasn't gone well on both sides. Uh, from an outsider's perspective, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of everyone's fault. I think they, I think they did Rogers dirty. And then Rogers did the opposite of Brady where Brady was like, whatever, I'll just win. Rogers just stamped his feet and threw a temper tantrum to match it. And now this is a disaster. And I think he's kind of looking at this like, well, if I just complain enough and, and whatever, they will get rid of me. But there's a super real chance that he has to go there. I mean, they're going to make him report to play. But it's just well, funny I- to see like this divorce. Because you, Chris, you made a really good point. Every year in the offseason, it's been going on for years. Aaron yes. Rodgers goes into the offseason like, God, I hate this. Do something and- better. And they never I do. think that's his temper tantrum, though, but I wouldn't call it a temper tantrum on the field because Rodgers is ready to go as far as he can possibly go. Oh, yeah. And then and the I, team I shuts down. The opposite of Brady there, he responded by going out and winning MVPs. <laughs> so he just stamped his feet and threw a tantrum. He proved that he's, he's saying offseason. Yeah, that. no, I'm, t- I'm sorry. I, I, I misspoke. I am talking about the offseason where, like, as soon as, as, soon as it ends, he just he goes a wall. He's just he's super angry. But you're right. As soon as the season rolls around, Aaron Rodgers is like, whatever. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go play football. It's just and then the team does force. dumb shit. The organization does dumb shit that just makes it like he's destined to lose. Right. You and, know, come and, playoff and, time, they've done nothing to help him. They never make and, any trades to help out either. Right. And they don't. They brought in all the defensive free agents two years ago. That was phenomenal. It was great. It was so refreshing to see them make moves in free agency and really try to retool that defense completely. And then they just kind of stepped away from all that. Last year, they did nothing in free agency. The one guy they brought in fucking held out because of COVID. And it yeah. was just super disappointing. They've given him a great offense. He has a great offense. But the team can't finish games, and especially the big ones. And the defense has a large role to play in that every single time. Much bigger than anything that Aaron Rodgers has control over. And... I would be sick of that too. I would be sick of being the only guy that you can count on in big situations and situations at all, really. And I, I don't know. I, I would be saying, Hey team organization, can we do something here at some point in time? This has been 15 years of them not doing anything active to, to help him out. So I, I'm a hundred percent on his side, but he's leaving a good situation. You can't deny that. No, fair enough. Um, I think, honestly, I think that's the show. I think that's what we got for it. I have nothing else. That's a good spot. To I have. think this is a, I just want to quickly say, as far as draft class goes, this has been, in recent memory, I haven't remembered a time where going into the second and third round, there was so much projected first round talent. Yeah. So this is, this is going to be an awesome year, right? I mean, you know, it was like the big headline. I was every time I checked into the draft, you know, someone would draft so-and-so from the third round. It's like, wow, you know, a lot of people had this guy in late first, upper second. So this has been a really super deep class. And I am so excited to see kind of like, you know, how this all works out, you know, Tim Tebow jokes aside, like this is going to be a really fun NFL season. I'm, I'm very excited. I don't think it was a great fantasy draft. I think there were some studs. We've talked about that, but We've listed off everybody we think will have a pop. Or not. Or not. <laughs> or a not. A pop or not. All right. Well, you guys got anything to say before we sign off? Tim Tebow sucks. Tim Words Tebow hurt, sucks. Drew. Heard it here first.
I really hope he makes that a 53 I, man roster. I, I hope shocked. that Aaron 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 Rodgers thing switches so that Tim Tebow is a starting quarterback for Pittsburgh next year. I mean, not Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, uh, Green Bay. I want Tim Tebow to be a cheesehead. Heard it here. <laughs> Doesn't even wear how much swears an actual just, cheesehead. Just wears the cheesehead, and they're like, "Oh God, Tim, what have you done? God will this protect is our man. my brain." <laughs> If I pray hard enough. <laughs> if I pray hard enough, cheese will rain from the sky and we will win the Super Bowl. <laughs> They're going to win the Super Bowl. Off and of- James is right there, covered in his Tebow tats. Just huge fan. He does the TB12 uh, method. No, no, no. No, and no, no. he goes, every time I'm going to get hit, I just release all the pressure out of my cheese head. So I know I won't get hurt. Rob, I don't get. I don't have to get the tattoo. If he doesn't win it with the Jaguars as a tight end, shoot, that's right. Damn it, that's fair. Nope, you got me there. So you got to root for the Jaguars and Tim Tebow. I was, I was already rooting for the Jaguars. Like, so, like really, Trevor Lawrence is like I'm stoked to watch him this season. I was a huge fan of his in college, as everyone else was. That's not even a take. That's just a common way to look at it. Um, but uh, I've there was like someone, someone said it. I can't remember who. But it was like as soon as he was drafted, the quote was just simply like, the, you know, the, the Jaguars will win a Super Bowl. I don't actually entirely believe that's wrong. I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence really is such a transcendent talent. I mean, I, I definitely, definitely don't think they can do it with the roster they have now. And that's, that's not, a, you know, a play on Trevor Lawrence. I think it's a play on like the, the team as a whole. But with Trevor Lawrence at the helm, if he progresses well as an NFL quarterback, uh, I could totally see him winning a Super Bowl, like 100%. I think the best thing you can say about that is they have the pieces. They now have the concrete to keep building, right? Trevor Lawrence is the binding thing that's going to bring them together. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I guess not if you're an AFC South fan. I but mean, it really, really helps that, I mean, is there anyone that's come into the, the NFL with his kind of pedigree as a winner? Like Maybe Manning. Maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, Manning definitely. Like... Manning actually close to Sean Watson, but he wasn't as high. I was, I was actually gonna prospect. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say that Deshaun definitely came in, champ like cha- championship pedigree when he when he came into the league. I yeah, that was like a big headline. You're talking about a guy that hasn't lost a regular season game since probably Pee Wee football, which is amazing. It's just ridiculous. And... I just, I just hope that doesn't shell shock him. Like, there's. No, like, and I'm not even kidding. Like, I really hope he doesn't get halfway through the season and he's just like, I don't know what to do. And never having been in a position to play from behind like this, he actively starts to suffer. Like, I'd be really worried. Yeah, you know, for a player it, it's like definitely that. a concern. I mean, you're talking about a 16-game regular season, 17-game regular season. That's a long season, man. If you're losing two, three games early in that season, Trevor Lawrence yeah. isn't going to have any idea how to handle it. And it's gonna come down to the organization and the coaching and everything at that point to be like, right. hey, this is this is life in the NFL. This is this is how it feels. And, and that's that's the worst part is the people who are gonna console him on that team are just gonna be telling him that sentence. He's only gonna hear, "Hey, man, like you're gonna lose football games." Yeah. But like telling you that doesn't mean crap until it starts happening. And then at that point, you have to wonder what's the conversation then? I mean, I think he, I definitely think he has the mental fortitude for it, but I, you know, I'm, I'm still going to be really curious. And I, I want the Jaguars to do well. I think that's a really fun organization that came really close to, I, to 
quote James here who berated me for saying a couple of years back in 2014, 2015, you know, when the Jaguars team was pretty fire, that defense was great. Um, they came, they came really close. So it's just nice to see them rewarded um, with such a transcendent player. Agreed. Hopefully they don't fuck them up. Anyway, thank you all for joining us today on this episode of Garbage Time. Garbage. <laughs> Garbage. Gabagool. Gabagool. You know where to find us at Boda Sports, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, also on YouTube, Boda Sports. Check out our other podcasts by searching Boda Sports wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcast, whatever else we're on. Later, everybody. I didn't say goodbye yet. Sorry. Sorry. Rob. My bad. I just wanted to know this is definitely, definitely, probably my last meeting here. Please know that once this stops recording, James will yell at me. I'm just going to say, yes, chef. I'm just going to keep my head down. Yes, chef. Stay beautiful. I want James to go full Gordon Ramsay on this right now. (laughs) Yes, chef. What is that Tim Tebow crap you're giving me in the early part? Are you kidding me? Like, just lose it.